good day. I'm glad that you could come and listen to this podcast. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained minister. And I am an end-time prophet for God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done and that you're all that you're going to do. We ask you to continue to watch after us and strengthen us. Help us so that we'll do the best that we can and learn from our mistakes. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. In this podcast, I will quickly review my purpose and my objectives. Yes, I will endeavor to confront this rebellious, defiant, and sinful world. I will podcast weekly using biblical teaching that is prophetic in nature that will warn of the coming destruction that will bring this demonic influence world to its end. Our focus today is on the COVID-19, a global curse that man sent that sinful man can't ignore. Once again, I'll repeat that 99.5% of the global community is in total denial. See, using denial is a defense mechanism that many people who have mental disorders use. So it is a defense mechanism that a mentally sick, sinful mankind uses so as not to have to deal with the reality of what his actions and deeds have brought on to him. See, even the church is in denial and they are also using this defense mechanism to hide from the truth that they should be calling out sin and should be warning mankind that God's judgment is coming and he will bring an end to their sinful behaviors. But the church is not doing its duty as is done in the past. It's not performed as it should. God's judgment is the result of mankind's refusal to accept him as the universal ruler and creator. Their refusal has caused mankind to openly disobey God's statutes and his commandments. This sinful global community has put their conscience at the back corner of their minds. So many of them have even eliminated their conscience and they don't have to worry about feeling guilty or feeling shameful for their behaviors. So by destroying and removing your your conscience, you don't have to deal with the concept of shame and guilt. In the legal profession, they call it sociopathic behavior. A sociopath does tends to not have a conscience, or if he had, he got rid of it a long time ago. And for him, there is no right and there is no wrong. There is no good and there is no bad. It's just relative to what his situation is, and that's what he does. So sinful man is also a sociopath, a sociopath who has put aside what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is bad. Isaiah said it would happen this way, that they would turn bad into good and good into bad. And this is what this sociopathic world has done. The scary fact 
is that we are living in a time in which God has visibly allowed mankind to see him respond to this global community with force and fury that is seldom seen on a global scale. See, we've had three other global judgments, and this is the fourth one that we're experiencing today. And man has not seen it. Generally, man is used to seeing regional kind of judgments, like what happens out in California on a regular basis, or local judgments that might be in his particular city or area, or even judgments against certain individuals and things like that. But this global judgment is the fourth one. And mankind is seeing God act right out in front of them. And you're seeing his, his fury that is seldom seen on a global scale. For the past hundred years, catastrophic events such as man-made and natural catastrophic events are generally ignored by man and given little, little or any attention by the ungodly and even the godly. The ungodly and a large portion of the godly uses these excuses, such as climate change, freaks of nature, overpopulation, problems with the earth crust, that's when we had the manifest, or just generally bad luck or bad coincidence. When we deal with the catastrophic events that deal with man-made, they just say these are wars and these terrorism and various things, but the, the global community say, oh, that's man's aggressive nature. Men are always at war. History shows that man is a, is a one who makes war on others. He preys on the weak. He preys on the powerless. So they use those excuses so they don't have to deal with the reality of what is happening. They also say, and they use uh, political terms such as colonialism or capitalism or communism. That's part of the problem. That's why we're having so many problems. Yeah, that's what they use. And that's how they deny that God is passing out his judgments for their sinful behaviors. And they also use religion and say that the evils of religious strife and how different religions hate each other. Well, they're all silly explanations for all the troubling conditions experienced by the menacing condition that affects all of mankind today. Do you hear that? That menacing condition that affects all of mankind. And that is S-I-N, sin. See, it's man's sin that creates the problem. It's man's sinning and the things that he does that creates the problems. And the result of the, con the problem are the consequences you have to live with. Just as this COVID-19 virus, the consequences are almost a billion people have died. The consequences, businesses have gone out and gone bankrupt. The consequences that we're heading for a financial depression. The consequences that we're also heading for the housing market to fall out, the bottom to fall out of it. The consequences for the sins that we want to hide from and we want to ignore. They're happening right in front of our faces and we just play it lightly. And the church, the religious people won't call out the world, the uh, the sinful world people or community. They won't call them out and they just treat it lightly. And that's why we are in the situations that we are facing today. This fourth global judgment or catastrophe 
event, catastrophic event that mankind has experienced, has not experienced in the past, except the other three that occurred. This fourth one that we're experiencing right now is only a precursor for the human devastation that will lead mankind into the great tribulation, which will have three sets of global judgments, three sets once we get into the great tribulation. They all start in chapter six in the book of Revelation and they end in chapter 16 in the book of Revelation. And there are parathetical chapters between six and 16, seven, chapter seven, chapter 10, and chapter 11, and chapter 13. The parenthetical chapters are chapters that give you more light on what has already been said, just as you use parentheses to sometimes clear up what you've written. They're not chronological, the parentheticals. They're just things to give you more clarity so you understand what has already been said. In chapter six, God breaks his age-long silence and speaks from heaven in power and might. The global evil community is about to enter the most severe trouble the world will ever know. See, in the book of Revelation, before you reach chapter 16, the global community, we're talking about the book of Revelation, two thirds of mankind has died. This shows you how severe God's judgment is on mankind during that great tribulation. We've lost almost a million people as a result of the COVID-19 virus. So you can see it's having its devastating effects on us too. It's destroyed businesses and all kinds of things, as I said earlier. The book of Revelation provides a basic topical and a chronological framework, which enables the readers to sort out and gives them the right perspective for the unbelieving Jews talking about the book of Revelation. It helps, it tells us what's going on with the unbelieving Jews. And with the unbelieving Jews in the book, it is the time of Jacob's trouble. And that has been mentioned many, many times in the Bible, especially in the prophecies, a time of Jacob's trouble. In the book of Revelation, the unbelieving Gentiles, it is a time of the indignation of the Lord upon all of all the nations. So God's indignation, God's anger, God's, uh, God's unhappiness with the unbelieving Gentiles is poured out in the judgments that occur at that time. The details given in chapter six are to give the reader an earthly perspective found mainly in the parenthetical chapters as we have mentioned, and we'll be dealing with those hopefully in a few episodes from now. A heavenly perspective comes with the use of symbolism in the chapters, such as the four horse, great horsemen, the, the, the uh, apostolic four great horsemen of, of apocryphy, and that's found in those chapters also, especially in chapter six. During that time in chapter six, there are certain things that happen up in heaven, which are symbols, 
such as the four great horsemen of Apocrypha. But down on earth in that chapter, a very terrible, horrible judgments are being carried out and are very painful experiences and destruction of mankind in those in that chapter. So you see, we get an understanding as to what's going on in the book of Revelations in chapter 6 through 16. And it gives us an understanding of how God carries out his judgments against mankind for mankind's evil, wicked, defiant, and hatred, hatred that they have toward God. And so we see that happening and we get an understanding of it. See, the earth experiences the judgments in a very painful experiences. And all of mankind has those experiences, the destruction, the death, the destruction of property, the destruction of various things that are considered by man to be what he seeks and craves for. So we get an understanding of the devastation that God can cause. We get an understanding of how God reacts to those people who rebel against him. Let me use two experiences that come out of the Bible to just talk a little briefly about God's great, great fury and the devastation and the, un, and the destruction that he can cause. In the book of Genesis, we learn about Noah's flood. And I've often said to people, if you were in, let's say, a balloon floating above the earth while God was carrying out his destruction of the earth in, the, in Noah's flood, you would have seen things happening that would have been so awful, so terrible, and so catastrophic that if you would have watched what God was doing, you would have died of a heart attack because it would have the destructive nature in which God can move against man and God can use move against physical things as the earth. It would have been so horrible. It would have been horrifying. And you would not even been able to sustain your life by just watching what God can do. He destroyed and killed all of the mankind, except for the eight that were in the ark. He destroyed all the animals. He destroyed the, the structure and the topography of the earth. He raised the oceans up, lowered the oceans, raised up the mountains, lowered the mountains. He did all these things, and God showed his might and his power and is able to respond to a sinful mankind as was before in Noah's flood. The second biblical thing I want to make you aware of in showing God's awesomeness and his power and his might. When the Jews came across and left out of Egypt, they crossed into they crossed into uh, into the uh, the Arabic Peninsula, and then they went and found went to Mount uh, Arafat, and there they went around and they circled it. While they were there, Moses was going up and talking to God, and then he had come down and explained to the people what God had said. 
the people finally got tired of what Moses was telling them. And in their jealousy, they responded by saying, we don't want you to tell us what God says. We want God to talk directly to us. Moses looked at him and smiled. He said, fine. He says, I'm going to give you a week to get yourselves cleaned up, smell good, no dirtiness, no dirty clothes, no nothing. So on this particular day that he told them, you're going to come to the mountain and we're going to draw a circle around the mountain, a line. Do not cross that line because if you cross that line, you will die. And you and God is going to come down and he's going to speak directly to you. On that day, all the people were gathered around. And it's said that there were at least probably about 5 million. They were all gathered around, ready, waiting to hear from God. Then they saw this mighty cloud come and then sit over the mountain. And then they saw lightning, fire, thunder. There was earthquakes. All kinds of things are happening. The ground was shaking. The people became so horrified that they fell on the ground and was crying and hollering and everything. Now, God was speaking to the righteous and to that small group of people who were in line with God. They could hear God talking, but the rest of mankind, 99% of them, they couldn't hear anything but see, see the mountain blowing up and everything like that, and it's scaring them, and they're horrified. After God finished talking, then the, Moses came down from the mountain. The people then said to Moses, please, 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 never ask God to come down and speak to us again. We will shut our mouths up and never ask God. Whatever God tells you, we will accept as being what God wants us to do. Well, Moses said, I will. And from that time on, God would speak to Moses and go, Moses would share that with the people. So I use that to describe how awesome God is. You should have a healthy fear of God. You should fear God. Fear him as though he was a lion out ready to pounce on you and kill you or something. Fear him as though he's somebody with a gun who was out to shoot you or something. But you should have a wholesome fear of God. Now, fear also has in it respect. And you should respect God like you will respect somebody of high privilege and high status. But he is the highest. So we are to fear him and respect him. And this is what that duty that is found in the Bible that Solomon wrote. He said we are to fear God. And I talked about that. And that's respect. And we are to obey God. See, obedience is very important. In fact, obedience is greater than sacrifice. That kept coming through the Old Testament after the book of Exodus and after all through the Old Testament from that point on, God was saying, obedience is greater than sacrifice. Don't make any sacrifices to me. Don't make any promises to me. Don't do any of that. Only unless if you are willing to obey me and keep my words. And then in the New Testament, Jesus said it. He put it simply. If you love me, and he used love, agape love, if you love me, then keep my commandments. He's saying the same thing his father has said. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. If you love him, then you're willing to sacrifice and obey him and do whatever God asks you to do or whatever Christ asks you to do in your life 
and in this time that you're here on earth. So, man, denial of God isn't going to get him any place with God. He can play like God doesn't exist, that's fine, but he will pay the consequences and he'll have to see God at the great white throne of judgment and he'll have to deal with God and God's going to do what he did, he often does. He's going to tell him, I'm going to cast you off into other darkness. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, he said, many are going to come to me when I'm in my kingdom. And they're going to say, I did this for you, Lord, and I did that. I did all these great things. I helped the poor. I helped the needy. I built houses, Jimmy Carter. I built houses for people and all that stuff. And they're going to do all that stuff and tell them all the good things they did. And he said, we did it in your name. And after they finish doing all the explaining, Jesus is going to look them right in the eye and he's going to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. You did all those things you said in my name, but actually you did them in your own name. And you're not going to get any credit for good deeds. Let me tell you this. All you people and you humanistic think that all the good things that you do are going to get you some credit with God and God's going to skip over your sins and he's going to look over those and just give you a pass. That's not true. Hell's going to be full of good people. You hear that? Hell's going to be full of good people. The only way you're going to make it with God and the only way you're going to get a right standing with God is that you obey him and keep his commandments. Get out of that lifestyle of sin that you're living in. Straighten up. Clean up your life. If you are black, and especially black women, drop out of the Democratic Party because it's an evil party. It's a party that satanically ruled. Get out of any organization that promotes that promotes the lies of abortion, the lies of homosexuality, the lies of, of uh, that there is no God, of atheism, and those kind of things. Get your life right with God. Get straight with him. Get on the straight and narrow path, because only a few travel there. On the broad path, it's full of people. And you can be one of those same ones heading for hell and destruction. Well, my question my my uh my basic theme is if you think you can deny hide from god and not have to pay the price of answering to him let me tell you you are going to answer you're going to pay you're going to pay be in account pay account of what you've done it's going to be accountable and it's going to be accounted to you and it will determine where you're going to be He's going to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. And you're going to be cast off into hell and destruction. You can't deny that you are a sinner. You can't deny that you live a sinful life. And you can't deny that you have refused to be obedient to God. Well, we'll be talking about this some more. We'll be talking about the judgments that are found in book of revelations chapter 6 through 16 that three sets of judgments those three sets consist of 21 global judgments that brings man almost to the destruction jesus said if god didn't cut him short then he would have destroyed all of mankind but he will there is a remnant that is going to be saved i like to tell you people 
that who are godly people. Read your Bible and go to the book of Revelations and read, read Revelations 3 and 10. That's where I'm at. I'm stuck at 3 and 10. Jesus says he's coming back to get you. And he's, you're going to miss this awful time of destruction that comes during the Great Tribulation. Denial won't get you anywhere. Open up your eyes. Accept and believe on Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. Revelations 3 and 10. Stick with that. And we will see you next week as we continue to talk about sin as we continue to talk about the curse that is on mankind. Please join me next week as I continue my quest to connect the COVID-19 virus curse to what the future will bring to a wicked, violent, and sinful mankind. Have a good day. Maranatha. Maranatha. Maranatha.